Have you got have you got things Pat hates lined up? Always. Good. <laughs> He's had them since he started coming on. It's just it just took this long for Adam to slowly like read all the little subliminal hints that have been been dropped in over the years. Welcome along. This is the last Long Snapper podcast in many, many, many months, um, if the hype would, would be believed. Um, we're here to basically recap the Super Bowl, um, just get it out of the way, and then we can have a nice long long break. That's how it works in the off-season. Um, Rich, Pat, Mark and Craig are all with me. I'm Adam. Um, welcome to the show. How are we all? Hello. What's Good up? Thank you. Good. There we go. We, we might be back. We might do a bit of off-season content. Um, before we go any further, though, I just want to obviously mention, more than in passing, but mention Chris Wessling um, from uh, the Around the NFL podcast and, well, writing in general on NFL.com, but um, became certainly famous for that podcast. Um, something that managed to always both deliver fun and informed opinion um a lot of podcasts do neither um i think you're doing well to do just do one of those two but to be consistently great at doing both of them and um yeah i was just always a huge fan of the guy and to have to battle cancer twice successfully the first time um but then in between that um get married um have an infant son um, and yeah, horrible to to leave them behind. And yeah, just a of really awful news, quite frankly. Uh, when the it's Super Bowl weekend, well, it's awful news anytime, obviously. Um, I think the you know, someone like that in a podcast like that is a big part of the reason why we all do this. And we you know we couldn't come close to that sort of level, and we don't pretend to or ever try to. Um, but he's always been entertaining he's always been a terrific terrific bloke and he's yeah just desperately sad so um chris westling if you're if you've got a drink lift it to uh, lift it to that man i think um one thing that really that struck me was uh, there's obviously been a massive amount of um outpouring of support for his wife and family that he's left behind but it's become obvious in reading some of the messages just how genuinely nice and lovely a bloke he was. And um, when he got diagnosed with cancer for the second time, I um, and I, I remember listening to one of the podcasts and um, one of the other guys mentioned on one of the shows he wasn't on how much he likes and how much it helps him people getting in touch with him. And so I thought, you know, he won't see it, he won't, but it might read, he might read and, you know, it's, I sent him a message, not expecting a reply, not even expecting him to see it. And it was just a bit of, you know, hope you're doing okay, thinking about you. And I mentioned my mum who had died of, of cancer a little while ago. And um, not only did he see it, but the fact that he took the time to write me back a really, really in-depth, heartfelt message to me mentioning the fact you know you i'm sure your kids and all that kind of stuff that i hadn't mentioned in the message so not only had it been on my page to find out kind of who he was talking to and a bit of the backstory about it but it was one of the loveliest warmest kindest messages you'll ever get from anybody and reading a lot of the comments like he'd done that 
to countless people and it just speaks of how warm and genuine and lovely a guy he was and he will be really really massively missed that's that's incredible i, that I, rem- incredible. I remember a similar similar thing not not about the cancer news but i mean he's one of those people like big names with the blue tick they don't always necessarily interact um, yeah. with everybody and it's yeah, not like he's probably replied to every single time he's been mentioned but um i think when he got married i remember sending him just replying to a, a tweet or whatever it was and thinking uh, that's really really stoked for you everything you've been through um I- incredible wishing you all the happiness in the world and got a like a thank you reply yeah and that but then looked at the original thing and he just he'd done that to everybody like you say yeah um, it's yeah just a different class i think to when you send someone a, a message on social media you don't even know if they're ever going to see it or look at it or care um but to to take the time and you, you think how many people has he done that for? And while he's you know at this stage of his life with all that's going on, to take the time and do that, I don't think there's many you know celebrities he probably wouldn't have considered himself that. But I don't think there are many people that would that would go to that to that length and to to offer that level of support. And I th- just think the guy was an absolute hero. Nice bloke, very informed, brilliant writer, and yeah, it's just a real real tragic loss. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think it's, yeah, so somebody said, I don't know, there have been quite a few in, amazing tributes. Rich Eisen stuck out on, yep. uh, on NFL Network, but um, somebody said that he, what you hear, the guy you hear on the podcast or you see in any of the clips is just him. Yeah. And you, 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 you really, that really comes through. Um, yeah. But, yeah, incre- incredible guy. He's uh, yeah, missed already, obviously, and and always will be. Um, right. Um, unusually, and this, this is this is the mark of the man. Um, but we didn't kick off immediately with a quiz. Um, yeah, that that's <laughs> yeah. that's how much esteem we uh, we held. Wes. Um, obviously, we've got a quiz, which is which is gonna which is gonna come now. Um, I have got for you as a little treat. Um, let's see how much of the 2020 regular season you can all remember. Oh God! Um, Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Boo! It was ages ago. <laughs> um, 2020 regular season. Regular season only. Ask me what a dig route is. No, no, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't that quiz. This isn't that quiz. Right, you. What you're going to have to do, though, is you've got to pick the questions for each other, which we've done before in a similar way. Um, I'm going to mix up the order, but when I tell you that each of you will ask the other three um, a question, and only one, it will come round. Um, so you're going to name either a team's leading rusher or a team's leading receiver. And each time it's your turn, you've got to pick which team and whether you'd like the person you're asking the question to name their leading rusher or receiver and by leading I mean the most total yards I don't mean touchdowns um, I mean total yards um, just on the ground or just in the air for that theme um, if you get a question right you will get three points um, but you can also earn points by making the person you pick for getting one wrong and if you do that you will earn two points did you all listen to all of that yeah, let's go yes. with yes. 
For maximum amusement, obviously, I'm going to go to Craig first. Obviously, such a crew. See, I get stung like this a lot. All you're going to have to do is set a question for Pat, Craig, to start with. So you're going to name a team and either a rusher or a receiver that you think you might find tricky. There you go. Over to you. Let's let's go with the Browns rushing. Browns rushing has got to be Nick Chubb. Yeah, that that sounds like a quite a a generous um, start. I'm gonna... <laughs> I probably 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 would have been better off asking for the receiver there. <laughs> you might. I, I literally I literally. All of all all, 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 all as, as I was approaching it, I was thinking right, receiving, but then thought Nick Chubb had a period of time out. Will that trip him up? But uh, evidently, he, he made it. Out, wasn't out for long enough. I'm, yeah, no. Nick Chubb is <laughs> three points to Pat. All right, Rich. You can I fucked Mark. up. There's loads of teams. See, why did you come to me first? There's bear teams I could have picked. The Browns. We talk about the Browns every week. <laughs> That went right. exactly as well. Hey, as you're a prick. Why have you done that to me? So, Why so... have you done that to me? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rich, ask Mark a question. Uh, I'm going to go with Dolphins uh, Rushing. Dolphins, dolphins Rushing. Go on, Mark. Um, had a load of backs and none of them stood out. It's one of two, but I think one of them like played... I'll go Miles Gaskin. Uh, you are correct. Well done. Three points for you. All right, Mark, ask Craig a question. Craig, Patriots receivers. <laughs> there we go. Wasn't there a stat that he didn't throw to a receiver for six weeks or something? Did he fight <laughs> and have all the catches? I literally, I have no idea who it could possibly be. The, the Patriots receiving leader is on minus two total yards for the season. So, yeah. I can only, I can only assume it's um, um, Edelman. Uh, you are incorrect, unfortunately. Uh, which gets marked two points. Uh, it was Jacoby Myers. Um, yeah, yeah, not a high bar. Patriots only played six games or something, didn't he? Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't shock me if that was that was the answer to be fair. Yeah, it's just that it, I, I swear there was a period of time where he'd had, I think he had more catches than receivers at one point. <laughs> I might have yeah. up, but it's just mad what was happening. Yeah, you could be right. Okay, Pat, ask Rich. Rich, name the Cincinnati Bengals lead receiver. Oh, God. Oh, man. I can't even think of any Bengals receivers, let alone leading ones I mean it's, it's a team be... that isn't the Niners so you probably haven't watched them <laughs> I mean I definitely haven't watched much of the Bengals this year <laughs> no, one has, no one has mate no one has Green came back later on in the season but I think it's too late for him but I can't think of any others I'm going to go with AJ Green uh, it, it's not AJ Green which which gets Pat two points it, it was T Higgins God. was it really? He did pretty well. I, I, said, yeah, I thought Tyler Boyd, but yeah, that surprised me. Uh, Boyd went out relatively, uh, uh, I mean, mid-season-ish. I think he played most of the season. He was in my fancy team for most of the season anyway. <laughs> Doesn't say <laughs> much. That's <laughs> <necessarily> <laughs> <mean> he played. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> All right. Um, Mark and Pat have both got five points. Craig and Rich, you are yet to get off the mark. Rich, ask Craig a question. So that has to change. All right. Let's go Panthers receivers. It's one of two. Oh, God. It's going to be the other one. So I'm going to go to Samuel and you're going to tell me it's more. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you it's DJ Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Two points to Rich. Um, Pat, you're going to ask Mark. I'm going to ask Mark to name the lead receiver of the Las Vegas Raiders. Receiver of the Raiders? Um, that has to be Waller. And it is Darren Waller. Three points to you, which takes you into the lead. Craig, um, ask Rich. Let's go with the uh, Philadelphia rushing leaders. God, that is dirty. That's hard. God. No, mine's blank on that one. Okay. Uh, Hang for a sec. Carson Wentz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that was worth that was genuinely worth a shot but it's not going to work it was Miles Sanders um, which I suppose if there, were, there is an obvious name it was him uh, but yeah not that obvious um, Mark you can now ask Pat Pat mm, okay I'll, I was going to go with the Jags one so I won't do that <laughs> or, or will you <laughs> Let's go with Giants receivers. Oh, that's quite tricky. Um, I would guess Darius Slayton. You are going to get three points for that. I'll join with Mark on eight points. Craig and Rich have two each. Um, Pat, you're now going to ask the question to Craig. Craig, let's have the Houston Texans leading receiver. They didn't have any. <laughs> just, just none. Damn it, that's where I was going next. <laughs> that is one black face. Craig is past That is my impression of Deshaun Watson's recent look. Uh, that was the visual representation of the Texans wide receivers. <laughs> Just to show Watson's face, figuring out who he's going to throw to. Yeah, but there weren't none. There's just no one. See, I don't think. Um, oh, let's go, oh, let's go Fuller. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Is it Johnson? It's not the running back. No, it's not. It must be Cooks. It must be Cooks. It must be Cooks. It's Cooks. All right, Mark. Win. <laughs> I don't think you're going to win at this point. Mark, ask Rich. Uh, Rich, Jags receivers. Ah. Mm. So I can go running backs. But of course you're not, because that was obvious. That's fairly obvious. Uh... <laughs> it's got to be between Chark and Chenault. Chark. I, Chark. I, didn't, think it, I didn't think it was either of those. <laughs> <laughs> How good. That makes or, me or, less Or is he messing with you? No, I thought it was Keelan Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely could be <laughs> one of one of three. Good, or a tight end. 
<laughs> it won't have been a tight end. How could James O'Shaughnessy had 160 yards. You know what? I'm going to go with Keelan Cole just to annoy Mark if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just for amusement, Pat, who do you think it is? I think it was DJ Chuck. Uh, yeah, Pat would have been right. Oh, damn it! <laughs> that is enough. That's two points to Mark, um, and you are level with Pat, and you've both got one more to answer. And Ooh. Rich, you're going to ask Pat his. Oh, I should ask Pat an easy one then, shouldn't I? Just to Pretty screw over Mark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> is Pat. it though? Chiefs, Chiefs receivers. Chiefs oh, receivers. <laughs> still one or two. I, I don't that's think that's not... like it, yeah. I think that's still one. So, I think text. it was probably Kelsey. I could tell you it was definitely Kelsey. And yeah. go three points into the lead. Um, <laughs> Craig, you're going to ask Marcus' last question. Heck, you're such a prick. <laughs> Should have really rubbed it in on Buffalo Bills receivers. <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler here. I don't think that's what Craig's going to ask you, Mark. No, <laughs> <laughs> the oh, I'm between. Oh, I'm really do I? To help you with this decision, but, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm stuck between. You're a dickhead, Adam, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty. I'm I'm stuck between the Rams or the Colts for 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 either. Well, give it the Colts running backs. Go with that, mate. Go, go with Colts rushing. No, so, is it a bluff? Colts or receivers or Rams rushing is tricky, but let's go Colts receivers then. Um, Philip Rivers throwing. Surely it's the sideline. I I would have said. I think I I would have said Pittman, but I think he missed a handful of games. And he, he was fairly poor to begin the season, but I think T.Y. Hilton came good more towards the end. So I think it's more likely to be him. So I'll go with T.Y. T.Y. Hilton is correct. Ha! Fuckers, all of Pulls you level. Um, we've got to have a tie break here. Um, bit bit faster. Mark and Pat, you're going to ask each other um, for the tie break. Pat can have Steelers receivers. The Steelers' lead receiver was Deontay Johnson. That is correct. I'd like Mark to name the LA Rams' lead receiver. Yeah. Oh, Mark. It's got to be Woods, isn't it? Or is it going to be Cooper Cup? Or is it going to be Gerald Everett or Tyler Higley? Cam Akers out of the backfield. Um, uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, Robert Woods. It was Cooper Cup. Pat, you get the music. Play Mark. By the way, I was definitely going to ask you the leading Saints receiver. Um, Ooh. And Sanders. No. Anybody quickly? Kamara. Kamara, it was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Should have said that then. Yeah. <laughs> no, as in we spoke about it on previous pods, didn't we? He said that he didn't lead it in rushing and in receiving. You made that exact point, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> I told Maybe you. I don't remember choice. these specifics, blood. I don't remember the specifics. <laughs> I, I like to be in the ballpark. Right in the right area. Amazing. All right, that was there was your log drawn out quiz, which hopefully will come down a bit when I 
take out all the silent bits. Uh, Mark Stalling. I think maybe. That's just figuring out what to ask as well. Beautiful. Yeah. That was the hardest bit of that quiz. Yeah. <laughs> For me. There you go. Right. Should, should we talk about the Super Bowl? I don't really feel like talking I about don't the Super Bowl. It was, it was shit, wasn't it? It, it was. The... Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was shit. It was boring shit. as fuck. It was boring as fuck. You're boring as fuck, mate. That was... <laughs> <laughs> both those things could be true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're not me, the, the Super Bowl being shit and me being shit and not mutually exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Quality of but... mark just extrinsically linked to performance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, in, in this season, both shit. Arguably, there was, there wasn't, was there or wasn't there too much Super Bowl? I'm not sure, but it, it wasn't much of a contest once we got into the second half. Um, even before then, before half time, I think even after the first couple of drives from each team, it seemed like you could tell which way this game was going, and which has thankfully been quite unusual in recent Super Bowls. Um, but it. Yeah, it wasn't much of a contest. And the Bucks outplayed the Chiefs, particularly on defense. Um, but, you know, both sides of the ball. And they got a well-deserved victory, which wasn't what you or I suggested, Mark. Um, so no. why don't we go to someone else? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> so I, I, I went into it thinking that the, the, the woes on the offensive line that they had in terms of the injuries wasn't going to make that much of a difference. And that... Pat Mahomes was going to be able to handle it because those receivers are so good. Um, as it turns out, that was bollocks. Um, and as as it turns out, you're miss, missing both your starting tackles is quite a big deal. I read a stat that Pat Mahomes rushed for 497 yards in this game, running away from people trying to sack him, which is the which is the most this season of any quarterback. And if you consider some of those runs that Josh Allen has had, that's almost been the entire length of the field. That isn't a bad stat. And it, it speaks of how poor the tackles were in this game. But I think given the talent that the Bucks had, they, they didn't stand a chance. When you saw that stat that flashed up at the beginning of the game where one of them hadn't started a game in three years and one of them, it was their first ever start or something like that. And you thought, yeah, this this is going to be bad news, and and it was. It shows that you know, similar to Brady in those two Super Bowls that he lost, you get in his face, and he he's not, you know, he can't do it all. Yeah, it was um, twenty nine pressures on fifty six dropbacks, which is the most most of any Super Bowl and of Pat Mahomes' career. And when you combine that with Brady being pressured only four times, which is the least in any Super Bowl ever, it's uh, no wonder things ended out as they ended up. I mean, this. Sort of, well, it's the result I expected, but the manner of it was much more um, comprehensive than I expected. You're just expecting and waiting for the Chiefs to click into gear on offense, and they just never did. That, that's exactly it. I think we, you start, certainly the first half, you're like, yeah, they'll, they'll, fig, they'll get some rhythm, they'll get some rhythm. Next, okay, maybe next drive, maybe next drive. And it just, there was a point where, either side of half time, I'm thinking, actually, no, it's just not happening. Um, and it's it's exactly that. Mahomes just never had any time all all day 
Um, and the other side, you know, Tom, Tom Brady's, you know, what do you do? How do you stop Tom Brady? You get pressure to him, and Kansas City just didn't. And it just, it just seemed too easy. So, first things first, considering those ridiculous, precious stats, somehow JPP didn't get home and cost, <laughs> and cost me a fiver. <laughs> so, so thanks for that, guys. <laughs> it kept it kept you interested until. Oh my! It literally <laughs> kept us interested to the last play. I think you might be that crazy because I totally forgot. Yeah, you haven't sent me your details. No, so I'm a stand up. I'm a sta- I'm a stand up guy like that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago. I did think this was a possibility. I am surprised that the Chiefs. Like we've said, they have the they have the ability to stall, right? They've got periods where it's just like, what's going on? And then boom, thirty points, and not being able to do that was huge. It was huge, even though Mahomes, despite being pressured all the time, still made some of the most unreal throws I've ever seen. Absolutely. I mean, there's that one getting away from the sack where he's literally diving in the air, and it's still a better pass than Philip Rivers has ever thrown in his whole career. <laughs> so, like. It is it is mad, but even considering that, considering we saw Pat Mahomes still in a lo- in a not even a losing effort, in an effort in which you got dry humped for four quarters, like he still did unbelievable things, and they got battered. It wasn't even close, and um, the risk was that the Bucks are not only able to hit those big plays, which I think they did. Was it even the first play? Was it the first play they hit Mike Evans? Um, it was certainly within that first drive so where they had early, a big yeah, yeah. big play to Mike Evans and then they were able to run through. I mean, from then on, it was it was a massive, massive challenge. But we cannot... And the thing is, it's like people are like, I don't know why... We always have to live in these huge absolutes. And I say I don't know why, I do know why, because we like drama. Sports is drama. <laughs> we like it. But it's like... Brady could have played sick, which he did. Like, and we know, like I, I clarified, Brady is a shit, like a shit bloke, right? He's a shit human being. But in terms of, but you love him, we know athletic yeah. performance. He's he's the greatest. Um, but it's also people like, oh well, the defense won it. You can't give it all to Brady. The defense were unbelievable. The defense with this might be one of the most balanced. And we said it early on. The record um, maybe um, is what shades our view. But this might be one of the most balanced football teams we've ever seen. Certainly in the modern era, you can pick out a team in the last 20 years, other than maybe the Peyton team, that Denver team, and maybe a previous Brady team. We're talking about one of the most balanced football teams we've seen. So it was comprehensive. Um, and I do I, think I, that I think whole the, conversation is done. It's dead. Brady is him. The... the, um, the... The two things can both happen, which they did, in, in that the Bucks stopped Mahomes um, scoring a, or getting get a touchdown, but also Brady still put points on the other side. So you can't just go, well, okay, Bra- yeah, Brady didn't stop Mahomes personally. The defense did. Well, it didn't matter because he still, he still got it done when, when he had the ball. Um, so both things were going on. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any, there's no question about the. They're both exceptional. The offense is yeah. very, very yeah. good. Defense is very, very good. My biggest issue with this game and with the way the Chiefs approached it, um, and I don't disagree with Craig, the, the Bucks were very, very solid. They, they didn't put a foot wrong. They didn't get challenged enough to need to really get out of about third gear. But 
the the Chiefs for me just didn't approach this in the right way. You've got you know that much that much damage on your offensive line. You're worried about pass protection. You're worried about Mahomes. I get the the desire to lean on Mahomes and his ability to pass the ball, but I'd look at the stats and Edward Solaire, his first five rushes went for something. Wait a minute, I've got them up here. So they went for five yards, six yards, minus one yard, twenty nine. Uh, sorry, seven yards, twenty six yards, and ten yards. And that was up to that, the end of the it, first right? drive. And, in he, the ran, and he ran quarter. the ball about three times more in the whole game. It, once more. Right. And that's, yes. So he averaged seven yards a carry. Yeah. And, and you've got issues with protection. Why are you not leaning on that run game more? I do not understand. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. You've said that. And this is, this is my issue. This is my issue. You've said that having reflected on the game and looked at the stats. We watched the Super Bowl. I don't remember anyone saying the Chiefs should be running the ball more. Because we didn't know what they would do with, with the run. This is the thing. Before, when we talked about it last week, I said I'd expected Edwards Alaire to be involved more in terms of the game plan for this game. Being back, being... I don't know, maybe he was still injured, but those are not the rushes I'm, that the I, man is I injured. Think my instincts are with Craig on this, though. Those... Those stats suggest they should have used him more, but nobody's watching it thinking, yeah, we better take the ball out of Mahomes' hands. It's, exactly. it's back to what we said earlier. You think, well, yeah, he's going to he's gonna find he's his gonna mojo go. in a minute. Next drive, Imagine I'm sure. Imagine thinking he'll... you should run the ball more and you've got Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on the field who have been unstoppable all year. But you, um, surely there's an element of it, though, that you look at what the, the way the game's going. Pat Mahomes getting pressured nearly every play. His receivers are dropping more than they're catching, yeah. which it hasn't been happening in that game. And you've had success running the ball. Point. Why are you not skeep? Why are you not like making in-game adjustments you're to 20, accommodate you're 21 for that? points down, and the defense well, nothing is, else is fucking working. Why do you think you're going to be able to run the ball if they're getting home every play and your QB's running every play? Why do you think you're going to be able to run the ball? That because he had because he because he'd rushed seven yards to carry up to that point. He hadn't though, had he? You just said he had one big run, one twenty-six yard run, and the rest of it was pretty dead. And their defensive line is well, five, sixes, sevens. So there was only one. There was, was one that was, one that was stopped was for a short run. Like that's that's my issue. It's not. I'm not saying I don't disagree with you in terms of we weren't really looking at it, but we were looking at it going, "Whoa, Mahomes is having to run for his life here a lot of the time." It did. I didn't look at it as being unbalanced at the time, but looking back at the stats, it looks unbalanced. And I'm not. I'm not the one out there coaching. The coaches are the ones that should be looking at this game plan and thinking. We need to think about what happens if we can't get the protection working. We yeah. need to look at whether we've got a run game there. I don't I, know. I Maybe suspect they did... the run pass balance is very similar to every other game they've played. Exactly. They don't run. They don't. They're not a Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not run, run, pass. And 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 I also think if if after that, whenever your stats run up to what's that first half as uh, first first drive after the start of the uh, second half. First drive after the start. Okay. So you're still only 21-6 down at the end of that drive. I just uh, think sorry, but it seems Brady drive. moved the ball up and down the field so comfortably and that defence having so much 
success on the defensive line, it's really easy to look at the stats and say you should run the ball. When you've got to score points, you've got to score points against Tom Brady, who's moving the ball comfortably. I said, I said last week, you, this needs to be more of a running game than they've had before. The, this is the problem you've got. Yes, they've had... They've been able to lean on the pass a lot more in previous in previous games this season because they don't have two of their starting linemen down. It, you get back to running the ball, you just even backup linemen should be able to do that competently, even if it's not elite. And they like it's 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 said to me that they didn't have a plan B. That like if if finding Kelsey and Hill isn't working, then it's they've got no other option. And I also couldn't understand why. When, where was that defense that swarmed all over Josh Allen the yeah. the, week, yeah. the weekend before? Where was you know had him running for his life and gave him no pressure? Your offensive not, line, shit, mate. Well, it's not. That's that's the problem. <laughs> it's not. And what I don't get is he's well known for that, Steve Spagnuolo. He blitzes more than most defensive coordinators in the league, and yet he didn't. Like really at all in this game, he let he gave Tom Brady all the time in the world that he wanted to find the receivers that he needed, and I just found it it was infuriating that he didn't. Brett, Brett, I would say he wasn't trying. I would say this though: Brady will, you know, snap to pass. It's a lot quicker than Josh Allen. Whatever you, and, whatever you say about the O line, but the fact is, and, like, that regardless of how much faster it was, it, they weren't blitzing. In that game. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs pressure is not solely based on the blitz. The Chiefs pressure is based on coverage, and that was the difference. Well, but somehow I tell you somehow, what happened. What else happened in coverage? All those fouls that they that those I like that. tactical fouls that they get away with for the rest of the season and got away with a lot against Buffalo. And I mentioned a couple of times they didn't get away with in this game. Every single thing that they were calling. It's almost like it's funny what happens when you come up against a Tom Brady team that suddenly those fouls get called now. Funny how that works. <laughs> See, that sounds bitter. I'm not even going to comment on that. <laughs> Rich, Rich said some that, similar things about one... the Super Bowl a year ago. Yeah. You, can, like, you yeah. can see the look in the defensive backs' faces when they were like, it's only that do, last we've play. been doing this all okay. season. Why are we getting called for this now? It's only the one at the end. They're, 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 they're... The Kansas City Chiefs defense was based based on coverage and it's allowing that time to get home and the Bucks did a great job of not allowing that and you had a great performances all year you know we were talking about Mike Evans and he was obviously impactful we were talking about Chris Godwin and he had a few plays but actually the player who had been pretty average pretty under the radar all year was Gronk and he did make the difference so I, I, I think that um you know, this is what I'm saying. I do think that you've got to give credit to you've got to give credit to Tom Brady and that offense to come into that that organization to have the problems, have your coach chewing you out within the first six weeks of you being in this franchise and you've been the top dog for 20 years. Like you cannot say it's an easy thing to negotiate. His ego could have got out of hand. You've got a OC who's not much, who's younger than you. Sure, how old Byron Leftwich? I mean, I don't know if he's younger, but you know what I mean. They're not they're not million miles away in terms of age. There's a lot of huge characters on that um, on that team, both sides of the ball. And to think, to come from the, the regular season they had, to have that performance in the Super Bowl, uh, you, have to, you have to give credit. Uh, you ha I don't think, I, I think the rest thing's a bit, okay, whatever, but 
ultimately, when you're the best, sometimes you get the rubber green. And I think that comes with the territory. And as a Man United fan, I have to be honest and say, certain times, <laughs> having that, having that un- unassailable power has helped us in the past. Do you get me? <laughs> not arrogant, mate. Not arrogant, mate. Just better. Yeah, <laughs> we think we think Craig all the time. Exactly. This is, this is a true Craig fact. Left which is two years younger. <laughs> so wow. it, it, is it, it is it is what it, it is what it is. I think that um, you know Tom Brady. If you want to come and really stick it to Belichick, the Jets is not a bad place to do that, son. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I imagine it's really hard for Belichick. For, sorry, for Brady to move from a pussy cat like Belichick to a hard ass like Arians. I bet he found that really tough. It's the case of you could come out of that place having won the, the most successful the most successful quarterback of all time, coming to a an, an an old unrefined fat dude who's trying to tell you about football. You could be coming there like you're from Harvard, and this guy's not. But he didn't. He's come in. He's been humble. He's he's done his job. He's been <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you can humble. He has. He has though, hasn't he? He's did his job. <laughs> he has though. He has though. We haven't. You don't hear Brady bitching and moaning in the media. And I'm not saying he's a good person. You see Brady bitching and moaning every fucking week. His team. For his team. Not. And about, he's not going to be gutted when he's gone from Jacoby Myers. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I just think you've got to be, be heartbroken. You've got to be fair. The guy's a shit bloke, 100%. But as a football player, in all assets, not just on the field, but in terms of what he is as a teammate and what he is as a leader, it's undeniable at this point. You cannot, you cannot change teams like that, go through the season he had, and still perform at such a high level. Like, there's no... He didn't get lucky. This is, this is what he does. And well, I think it's you, mad. You saw, you saw the change throughout the season, though. Especially with the fact that there wasn't a preseason, and the Bucks, what were they? they sort got of five and five ish. Five and five. They were about like six and seven or some stage, just seven and six, something like that. In fact, the last was it the last game they lost was against the Chiefs, I think, in the yeah. regular season, and they just went on a tear because you know once once he's got, they're all familiar with each other. Um, we all knew that the Bucks roster around Brady and you know. I don't know about the coaching staff necessarily. They've got decent, well, decent coaching staff, obviously. Uh, but we all knew that was an upgrade going in there for Tom Brady. He suddenly, yeah, he's throwing to Mike Evans instead of Jacoby Myers, as you say, Mark. Okay, uh, but what we, didn't, what we didn't know was that Tom Brady wasn't done. That's what we didn't know. Right. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Bringing yeah. it back to the game, one thing you mentioned, the holding calls. I, I thought probably the one that I thought was the least likely to actually be a call was the math tyron matthew one in the in the in the end zone late on yeah yeah, yeah. which which was that late in the late in the second in the yeah, second, second quarter i think yeah but how much fun was it watching him and brady going at it after that <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 that was probably my highlight right there it's exactly <laughs> the sort of behavior to expect from a humble guy <laughs> Mate, listen. You don't want to listen. No, no, wait. I'm not having Brady that. came out of that looking better than exactly. Yeah, what? Who do you want on the field? Who well, do you want on the field? Do you not want somebody who's willing to do? Do you not want somebody who's willing to do whatever to get the dub? When Brady's on them, like you, whether or not you like Roy, people you say about Roy Keane all the time. Now, if Roy Keane's not on your team. You might think that man is a huge and utter cu- Vieira. I think the man's a dickhead. Like a huge number one, Vieira. Belen. <laughs> Super Belen. 
I like the way you saw bleach yourself out there. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> I, think, I think he's a, as a massive cock, but if he's on your team, that's what you want. Paul Scholes, you still all the time have these nasty little horrible challenges that you just think, but the guy was like, I'm not, I'm not there to evaluate his character at the time. I want somebody who cares about winning. And oh, yeah, I, I didn't mind any of that from either of them, to be in truth. I thought it was great fun. Added a little bit of a little bit of entertainment to a game That's that what you want from sports is real life. I want you to act like I'm going to punch you in the face if you do anything against me or my team. I want that in sport. That is a fundamental aspect, especially in a game as physical and violent as American football. When you're on, when you're playing the game, it's not a game. You're still, do you know what I mean? It, it, I I want to see that. I need to see that from the people that are there. Otherwise, what's the point for us as fans? There's a difference between being the sort of tough guy like um, you described from Vieira and from Keane and the sort of guy who flounces off after a win and refuses to shake hands with the opposite opposite quarterback and that sort of thing. And That's going beyond the line of what I think you want to see from a player. I think he was... Less, less, I think a lot's made of the fact that he's got as what he's got and I, I don't think we need to read too much into this game as an amazing Brady performance because I thought it was okay he got 201 yards it was all right better than he was in the out. championship game yeah yeah he was helped out a lot by a couple of uh, big penalties that helped them get a couple of touchdowns advanced down the field he was he played he played perfectly well but they won this game because they affected Pat Mahomes and that they worked out how to stop him whereas nobody else has done that and, and this this, to me, was a really, really great all-round team performance by the Bucks. They were just yeah. better in every phase. Even even you talk about special teams, they were forcing errors there. There was the hold that um, that, that initial punt got pulled back for, the, the one where the dude dropped it and then booted it. And then the second punt, he, he sliced uh, so it massively out of bounds. 40-yard 40, 40 yeah. difference, wasn't it? Yeah, like the, the, the Bucks were brilliant in every phase of the game. They never looked like they didn't have control of this at any point. It's what, what I find odd is if someone had said to me, have, if you hadn't seen the game and you'd said your leading two receivers on the Bucks were Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette, I would have said 100% you lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But that's that's what I'm saying. I, I started this conversation by saying I think that it was arguably one of the most, and I can't think off the top of my head, they're the most balanced team performance we've seen in, you know, maybe 20 years. I can't think other than, like I said, Brady's New England team of many, and this Kansas team, many that have been as balanced. Um, but I just think it's so easy to dismiss. Not many people win a Super Bowl, guys. Like, it's not a coincidence. The guy's got seven. And to leave at the, at the top, and not even at the top, when everyone thinks you're done and you've just won a Super Bowl, defying all the odds anyway, you weren't meant to win your last Super Bowl. You won it anyway. And Can you leave now. I don't, I, I don't think he's saying it's his last Super Bowl. Can he's, he leave now? I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying the la, la, when he, his last Super Bowl, his sixth Super Bowl, you lot, including me, we thought that was lucky anyway. And you was I wrote him off before then. He won that Super Bowl. He weren't meant to win that Super Bowl. Then he comes to Tampa. Not one of us at the beginning of the season for well, that not, thing was, not was only that not only that Craig he had a season in between where they just looked dog shit they looked terrible him. exactly and he, he looked into a championship game didn't he <laughs> exactly exactly this is what i am saying so for all well, of, round. of all of the character character 
stuff, which is facts. Like the guys are, like, I'm not condoning him as a human being. Man, don't know him, but from what he puts out there in the world, that was not being what I'm on. But as a football player, as a teammate, as a leader, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what can you say? You cannot say anything. The guy has done it. He's done it time and time and time and time again. We're, we're talking enough thing... about Tom Brady. They didn't win this game because of Tom Brady. Let's move no, on. No, but to don't, add, don't, they can't, the actual no, see, that's what I'm saying. You can't eliminate it because, you, like, oh, they didn't win it because of this. They did. They Tom did. had a very significant you role. Could, you could have stuck James Winston game. in this game and they Bullshit. still won it. Never, never, <laughs> never, <laughs> never. See, that's that narrative. That's that too much Mark narrative. James Winston. Could have done played in this game and never. They would have still won That's nonsense. They, All right. exactly. That might because be the, the worst take you've ever had. Def- definitely the point to move on from one, this discussion. One thing I just want to jump in with is one thing that Brady has helped himself with for decades now in terms of Mark uh, Craig said he, you don't win like most people don't win Super Bowls. The man has consistently taken a significantly lower contract earnings than he needed to. What a hero. But it's allowed allowed teams... While he's he's married to a multi-millionaire fucking supermodel. He's earned earned hundreds of millions in his career. Having having a supermodel wife doesn't really come into it my point is the man has deliberately decided to take a lower salary to allow talent because there's no way the bucks would have been able to sign him on a top end qb contract with this amount of talent around him just wouldn't have happened earlier in his career there's some truth in that but he's not the only one to do it by the way far from it but this time i don't think many people were paying him very much quite frankly with what we saw from him i agree he was he he didn't he didn't the guy's if you watched him last year, I did. I'm oh, not paying it. Did you, you not see what he's done this year? year? <laughs> how he still? How many times did he hit Mike Evans in stride? How many times did he hit Godwin in stride? The guy in this, still... in this game, Mike Evans once. Well, not not in this specific game. I'm saying, look, say what you're saying, isn't it? Say what you're saying, Josh Allen. Biggest. All right, can we talk about? Can we talk about Bruce MVP, Arians? But he didn't win the game, did he? He did not win the game. Tom Somebody, Brady won. Rich, let's talk about Bruce Arians, please. <laughs> um. I mean, he's basically. I think you'd get he this heat like I've got to be honest. So you've. <laughs> Please. There's been more contests in this podcast than there was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. We've all seen how uh, defensive Craig's got over the years whenever anyone's attacked Tom Brady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. I don't, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't, I I don't get what. I, don't, I just don't get it. Um, yeah, Bruce Arians. Just, I'm really pleased for him. There you go. Um, Andy, <laughs> Andy Reid, on the other hand, isn't going to be able to eat his double cheeseburger. So I imagine he replaced that with two double cheeseburgers. Been worrying about a cheeseburger, I'll mate. Tell He's what, got... I tell you what, what Craig's alluding to there. I, I, you do. There's a bit of me that wonders. As soon as I heard that news coming out about his son, the offensive line coach, being involved in a in a car crash three days before that's left a kid in a coma, like a four-year-old kid in a coma, whilst he was drunk, by the way. Coming um, from the facility, apparently. Coming from the facility, so he was what? drinking at the facility. Wow. No one else knew. You wonder how much, and he's got a history of it. it you mixed. do wonder how much oh. of that was on his mind, because his son is in potentially serious, like, serious jail he's time fucked. trouble. He's fucked. His and, son done the nearly a two-year bird beforehand yeah. and he's got like a drink driving problem and that yeah. 
it's... and the poor boy, and he's smashed into another car that's hit a car with a baby and some other, other well, not a baby, but a child and other people. Like, there's people in hospital and shit. He's fucked. And like life, life-threatening injuries, and you do yeah. wonder. Like that, as soon as that story comes out a couple of days before the Super Bowl, you think, hmm, I, you know, is it any other coach on the team? And you probably think that you know that's that's seriously bad. But the fact that it's his son, and I know if, it, if my son was in that kind of trouble, hundred percent, it's on my mind. And um, and it's at work. You got him the job. He's got zero credentials. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, before you even think about nepotism, yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah. Been at work. Yeah. But your dad got you the job and got pissed. And drove home and nearly killed a child. And by, and by the way, why? And they may have done it behind closed doors, but why on earth have that the chief, the chief's organisation not offered to pay every single medical bill that that little I girl? Only, I can only assume that that is about how much, because if you come out and take, I can only assume that's a legal thing. You can only hope that they're having far more sensitive conversations in private. Yeah, you can't come out and say. Yes, we're liable because then everyone and the what and the mother was all. Oh, I got a bit of whiplash or whatever. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I can only assume because if they are not, you know, yeah. I would honestly, I would never watch the Chiefs again. Like I would yeah. do all I could to completely. Uh, not that I'm a massive Chief fan or anything, but I would not fuck with the Chiefs at all. And I can imagine many people, particularly yeah, we, fans, would feel the same. Yeah, you don't. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, you can only. Um, That's madness if they don't. But it's just, it's just, it's hundred percent not what you need two days before you're going in to coach a Super Bowl. It's you know that's all right. It's another, it's another, it's another reason that isn't called Tom Brady. Why the result happened? There's many of them, to be honest, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Well, no, Adam. You're saying you, but I think you wanted to talk about Bruce Arians, and you got to be happy for the guy. He's very, he comes across as a, a very sort of. uh, I don't want to. I don't know how to put a, a working class dude. He seems to. He's got a great history. Talked a lot about how he, you know, in his early career, integrated black and white players, and he's always been an advocate. And you can hear him talking about his coaches now. And I got a lot of time for Bruce Arians. He never, you know, he's from that sort of Al Davis class where people just said what the fuck they needed to say. Um, so I do. I fuck with Bruce Arians heavy. Super happy for them. Um, that's what I'm saying. To be I, honest, I, Bruce Arians' element might be partly why I've I've warmed to Tom Brady because I kind of feel like Bruce Arians <laughs> even even for a don't dub. bring this round to him again. Even, even, don't, for, don't, even for a don't, no, don't don't mention his name. Can we have an embargo on Tom Brady's name? <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah, one thing I will say is having watched the Cardinals uh, All or Nothing a few years back when he was when he was still the head coach there. He did come across, I mean, he was a very angry man at times, but he did come across as a genuine, like, straight down the line, old school football guy who really, really knew his stuff and, you know, cared a lot about the the players behind the scenes, cared a lot about his family. But yeah, like, he he just seems like, I I like him more now that he's not coaching in the NFC West, but yeah, (laughs) he's, uh, he he seemed like a a sound guy. The, The one that, the one that's in my head was when he was at the Colts and Chuck Pagano got ill and yeah, he right. really stepped in. He seemed to, he seemed to help galvanize all of that. And, and what they just, I think they just drafted Andrew Luck and you know, it's a, a potentially a big season for them. So it's, it wasn't, it wasn't at a time when you could take your foot off the gas, but he seemed to do it all with compassion and all with, yeah, just, just 
not undermining Pagano, but at the same time did, did everything exactly the right way. Considering he did so well, he handled it with a lot of class when Pagano yeah. came back as well. And it was like, you know, yep. this is your team, Chuck. And yeah, I was impressed with him over that. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably got him a job. Well, it definitely got him a with job. With the Cardinals, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Job, did, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and now it's got him a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think we're all, we're all pretty happy for Bruce Arians. I yeah. think it's fair to say. Um, maybe you're not, Pat. You were looking a bit angry when I said that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm on board. Bruce Arians is a good guy. My uh, internet froze and I lost what you were saying. Okay. Um, <laughs> save, save, your, save your anger for a few moments' time. Um, spoilers. I've already got all my anger out on Tom Brady. I don't need any more. <laughs> I, do, I do wonder how much longer Ar- this Arians-Bucks uh, era gets to last for, though, because I don't know that you can keep that level of quality around just in terms of contract costs for very long. We've seen it with other teams like the Seahawks when, you know, when they peaked and all of a sudden the Legion of Boom were demanding huge contracts and oh, a lot of them left. It's easy when you've got, I don't want to mention them again, but when you've got quite a cheap quarterback. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but I don't know how long that will last either. Well, I reckon they could definitely run one more year. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, not, I see it TB, come to the Jets, but I reckon they've got another year to go again. You've got to go and try and defend it. You've got to, you've got to try. Yeah. You've got to you go. Sort of, oh, I you think sort so. of feel like more peaks, like... But yeah, I don't, I, think... I don't think they're a dynasty. Let's put it that way. No, they're not. <laughs> no, no. Well, with a 43-year-old quarterback, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> well, it's difficult to have, a, to have a dynasty. You would hope not, but, you know, who, who the fuck knows? It's... Yeah, Tom Brady, another four years, 46 years old. Winning oh, his up. Enough. <laughs> Enough. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> seven of ten. Wait, sorry. Before we move on, seven if, of ten. If I had, if, if I had more time, I'm, I'm him, I, would put, worry, I would put some. <laughs> I'll get some clips of this podcast, like two or three years ago, and what you said about Tom you Brady, should. and split it with this, and just seven, just sev- seven of ten, and he had those two losses to Eli. It's bad enough that he got MVP. <laughs> yeah, seven of ten, and he should never have lost at least one of those to Eli. I just think it's um, unreal. Yeah, it could be nine. Of, the, it could be nine of ten. The problem with the MVP situation was they were ready to give it to JPP and he just couldn't get home. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. He kept trying to pick Pat. up his car keys and he just couldn't know. Um, Pat, what was the stat you said? Twenty? Was it twenty-nine pressures or fifty-six snaps? Yep, phenomenal. That's crazy. That's crazy. How is um, how is Devin? How is Devin White not with that MVP? By the way, it's ridiculous. Interception. <laughs> oh, yeah. Eight tackles. Um, it's like he was unbelievable in the game and affected it in so many ways. Who, who and that affects Dem Wyatt, the the, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How um how he's not picking up MVP when that that defense led by him has done something that literally no team has done, like and no one has done to Mahomes almost in like ten years of his career since he's been playing like high school football and less. It's um yeah. In, says a lot about Todd Bowles. In, says a lot about Todd Bowles. Yeah. And your lot sacked him for Adam Gates. Because we're shit. <laughs> I think uh, there are there quick, are people quick. though that are just career coordinators and should stay there. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I'm not having that. Todd Bowles should have been sacked for Adam Gates at this point. I think that is a well, clear uh, mistake. No. He should have been sacked no for someone else. for Adam Gates. That's not necessarily to do with the person in charge. Yeah. All right, a quick word on the very quick word on the Chiefs. Um, anybody, well, put simply, anyone have any doubts that 
they're going to be back in the same spot next year at the at the Super Bowl or thereabouts. There's um, no way they don't make the playoffs next year. Could be a rematch. Could literally be a rematch next year. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I think this this is a very different game if both their starting tackles are fit, um, yeah. but it does provide much a better blue- game. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But I do think it provides a blueprint for what you need to do. You need to, you know, you need to rely on the the Chiefs receivers throwing a throwing a fit and like dropping some passes, including what should have been that first touchdown. Um, but you need to get in his face, and that's the only way to stop it. Every every defense in the AFC needs to be adding as many good quality um, edge rushes as they can possibly manage. Yeah, because that's easy enough. Let's go, Gang Green. <laughs> it's a wake-up call for the Chiefs, isn't it? Because you can feel like maybe they got a little bit complacent with their recruitment. They knew what they got, and they, what they got was great. But it can't carry you forever. People are going to figure it out, and uh, it doesn't take much to knock you below someone. That's what we found out. Yeah, absolutely. Also, it doesn't take much just to sometimes you just lose a football game and things don't go your way. Then, you know, it's, I, it's, I it's one game. I don't think it can also be understated the fact that the guy didn't look fit and he clearly the turf toe that he's been complaining about didn't look to be that much of a problem against Buffalo. But in this game, he didn't look like he was quite the same. I, I thought he was. I thought he was looking a bit woozy when he took that with his concussion. The triple shot. Uh, and he yeah, took that sack. Yeah. And it just, it just, it didn't look quite right. I didn't think, but they'd never admit it. Still managed to throw a play like falling almost at a 30 degree angle and hit the receiver who dropped it. But, you know, exactly. It wasn't on that. This wasn't on that. Okay, he needs no. help. He needs help. And he didn't get it in this game. He was mobile imagine... enough. He was making good enough throws. It wasn't on Mahomes. Can you imagine, like, making that throw from that position, seeing it go straight to your receiver and him just like, Clang and dropping it. It's just oh, another one to your face mask. Cheers, yeah. <laughs> just unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they were lucky it wasn't Brady. He dropped it on. <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's move away from there. Um, well, sticking with the with the Chiefs. Um, a bit more sad news in that their long time, long time head coach and well, just huge, huge guy in NFL history, Marty Schottenheimer, has passed away. He was. Um, he'd been in a, a home with dementia, I think, for quite a while. Um, he disappeared from the limelight, obviously. Um, but, uh, well, our our era, it feels like, Mark Mark and Craig in particular, um, that's not to say that you guys aren't as old. Um, <laughs> but uh, 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 Excuse me, I, I am still the youngest. <laughs> 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 um, well, no, I meant more our eras of fandom, really. Um, yeah, the the Chiefs in the nineties, and then the the Chargers afterwards. Um, just you just always felt. I mean, he he didn't win he didn't win a Super Bowl, but um, yeah, it was that he never seemed to be far away. His teams his teams just always seemed to be good. Um, yeah, I think he it was kind of like for me, he was one of the. Um, one of like the first snazzy coaches. Do you know what I'm saying by that? Like yeah, he was one of the yeah. first sort of showtime yeah. coaches who'd had this new offensive style. Obviously he had the pedigree, family history and shit like that. Um so yeah, and 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 coached some of you know the most exciting games. So RIP, RIP, where's Anshot and I'm most wise. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I remember him almost as much when he took over the charges. 
um, yeah. a bit later on to his career and and he got uh, started off really poorly but then um ended up with with Phil Rivers um oh, well I, I was just can you can you put any blame for that throwing action on oh, no we can't we can't <laughs> When you think about that, I think of LT, not Rivers. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. That, that, that team and um, and like how that Chargers team played as as much as the the way that his Chiefs Chiefs teams played in the nineties, just really exciting. Um, and yeah, one of those coaches that I think that changed the game. And um, he yeah, sadly missed. Yeah, two hundred regular season wins, to only one hundred and twenty six losses. Thirteen postseasons in twenty one seasons overall and eight divisional wins in that time you take that for your club a hundred percent of the time hundred percent incredible of course you would actually i mean i I think of obviously the chiefs with montana where you think maybe that was their that was their window montana at the end of his career but yeah it just it wasn't always with a stellar roster i think with him as well no. Those stats are incredibly impressive. It was there was that season, I think, kind of mid two thousands with with Rivers LT. They should have won that. Then they had a, an absolute they had a great like, defense. stellar defense as well. That yeah. one of those that teams. Was that Mer- Merriman defense wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible team. Should have won it. Okay, um, yeah. Rest in peace, Marty. Um, obviously. All right. Um, before we get into any other business, it's time for this. Ugh, horrible. Oh, don't say that about the Jags. No. Things Pat hates. The word impactful. <laughs> <laughs> I use that often. I did not think you were going there. Impact a lot in, in, the, in, the, in the local authority. <laughs> I had pre-picked that before you said it on the pod earlier on, but that just reinforced it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. All right. Um, any other business, I think, um, unless there's something glaring that I've missed, and there always is, but, you know, here we are. Any other business? Uh, Craig, should we start with you? Um, so, yeah, I'll go. So uh, that's what I said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cheers. Um, <laughs> so a few, um, I don't know when, a while ago, at some point while in back in time, I came on this pod and talked about how I have a really terrible habit of using the word like gay for bad. I like, thought you were going to say impactful for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, if you want to see like 40% of my business, no, six, I'd say seven, 85% of my business plans, and I've got probably six, all have the word impactful in it many, many times. <laughs> <laughs> Impact uh, assessment. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Edmonds. We like it. <laughs> Impact it there's, there's something not quite right about this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, back to NOB. So, uh any any ob any other business or aob um so i don't know a few months ago i came on and said that i've got a horrible habit of using the word like gay for bad like that shit's gay and it's it's, it's shit it's horrible conditioning how we just accept homophobia it's part of normal society and um what super bowl and we was talking about um jürgen klopp and unfortunately has a number of really negative uh, characteristics. And I used another homophobic slur. 
And it's the first I've done that in, 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 in a long time. Something that I try to be sort of self-aware about. And it's shit. Um, and I used an, a word beginning with F, ending in T. I won't say it. To describe Jurgen Klopp. Now, the characteristics are accurate. The guy's a mass, massive dick. Um, which probably isn't that cool of a word to use for negative connotations either. But I think, I guess that's better than calling him a pussy. See, I, well, I don't know where to go anymore. Because what we need, so the point of my AOB is to get to, we need some new words. We need to, <laughs> so I'm going to, full, full disclosure, I called my son a pussy when he was like eight. And I think that there is a real strong argument for dads who are willing to call their child a pussy at seven or eight, if they're acting like a pussy. Who else is going to explain to them what that means? And it's very difficult to find the words to describe the characteristics you're talking about other than using these overarching, probably unhelpful, gendered um, slang terms. So, people smarter than me. We need some new words to describe characteristics, start reshaping and reframing the colloquial language that many of us have been raised on. When you say people smarter than you, I assume you mean our listeners, not not us on the podcast. (laughs) 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 But but yeah, so try not to be a dick. Like, I hate... I do hate to think that anything that I do with zero intent would unwillingly upset somebody else. It's important to remember the intent sometimes. And like... it's, I, it's all it's all true it's all true but i get like i totally get that and we should we should all be more aware of exactly what language we use of course we should and if there's if there's anybody that hears something that any any of us say then you know i'd be i don't know about well i could probably speak for all of us you'd be mortified it's but sometimes you've got to remember that the intent isn't always there and there are people you know people it, uh, we're we're lucky insofar as we're not famous and we're not going to be picked up on this and we're not going to be hauled over the coals. Well, <laughs> um, I'm talking about Russ. Yeah. yeah, he's not here though, so it's fine. <laughs> and he, and he would object to oh, being sorry, included sorry, sorry. in people who sorry. would be mortified. Sorry, but I, I mean Russ. would actually. I'm sorry, Russ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you see, you see, sometimes uh, it if you've yeah. You can make a you can make a mistake, and yes, it it might offend. Um, but I think we're quite quick to punish. So I agree, and I want to move on so we can get everyone's AOB. But I guess the point is, I don't think the issue is intent. I think intent means fuck all. I think the issue is about accepting that we're humans. So yeah, okay, sure. Not I meant it actually doesn't matter. The point is, I I'm human. I'm fallible. I'm going to make mistakes. Am I actively trying to be better? And the answer is yes. So, guys, do your best. It's not easy. We've all got history, lifetime of experience, environments that shape who we are. If you're doing what you can to be a better human being the next day, I think that's cool. Um, but specifically around that, those negative, homophobic, like that language, those words, I'm doing my best to stop it. <laughs> Yeah, well, anything. Agreed. Okay. Um, Pat, any other business? Two quick things. So I shouted out uh, Jump Point a couple of weeks ago, saying I wasn't quite sure what it was, but it was an interesting thing by a, a reliably good author. 
it's got to five episodes in now, about an hour and a half, two hours, and the um, twist has happened, and suddenly it's all clicked into place and made sense. So if you want to uh, binge that, now's a good time to catch up. Two hours of good um, fictional story podcast. Um, the other thing, I was um, looking for some music to put on Sunday afternoon, and I thought, I haven't listened to Killers for ages, why haven't I listened to them? So I went to my alphabetized CD collection, knelt down to the keys, and listened to Kings of Leon all afternoon. So uh, that explains why I haven't listened to the Killers for a long time. <laughs> I also love the fact that it's alphabetized. a better word than impactful. <laughs> <laughs> much, much better. Um, actually, speaking of language, I am um, on an online chat with a major mobile phone provider um, while receiving assistance in a couple of, well, I say assistance, he was awful, he was no assistance at all, um, but he he called me buddy on the chat. I'm not your buddy friend. <laughs> like, Did you not, you must have said that, I'm not your, or is it your buddy friend or buddy guy, I'm not your buddy no, guy. Yeah, I'm sorry, head, sorry. I'm not your guy friend, <laughs> I'm not your friend buddy. <laughs> it was just you like in passing, trick. just called me buddy, I think that. You've you've been of no help to me throughout this this chat, and I, but I've, I am um, I gave it the zero in terms of how lightly on the ba- on the back of this chat am I to recommend your services to a friend? Um, is this uh, Adam gets uh, someone sacked again hey, for a random what is service wrong job? You? Stop oh no, doing he was proper people. He, he, he wasn't even reading guy. what I was saying. Honestly, he was shit. He that guy, he'll probably get some kind of like written warning. <laughs> Literally get my mates who work in like Mercedes where they send out these r- surveys and like Craig do the survey. Now if they're asking me to do the survey, they must need people to do the survey. Stop spilling out surveys, disrespecting people. Just don't do the survey if you don't yeah, like them, it. man. Just don't do it. Jesus. <laughs> he was he was what's the point in having a service if people were oh, shit at it? <laughs> Because he called you buddy, or because like he didn't do the rest of his job. Honestly, it was a bit of both. It was. Adam, Adam did two out. separate surveys just to count <laughs> those two points. <laughs> oh, it, he went oh, back hey. in and said, "Sorry, did you just call me buddy? Right, I'm gonna do give another." Hard to be called Mr. Frockcroft when they call you. Say, "Do you mind if I call you Adam?" You say, "No, I prefer Mr. Frockcroft. Thank you." was <laughs> <laughs> none of that. I'm gonna share the transcript. I've got the transcript of the chat, oh, which I will share that. later. Is that, is that so you can email head office? Mr. Frockcroft, squeaking them as well. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you could tell it was one of those. He's having twenty of these chats at once and not even paying any attention. This is this wasn't even my AOB. <laughs> Good. You've come to the right place if you wanted sympathy, obviously. Um, my AOB is related to cricket, and England have just beaten India today in a fan- fantastic win. Um, but there's a little bit of a, not an asterisk to the win, but um, England batting in both innings took for ages, far too long to declare. In fact, they didn't declare in either innings in the end. They got bowled out twice. Um, they were dithering. They were batting slowly, particularly in the second innings where a couple of guys, a couple of batsmen, Ollie Pope as an example, arguably gave his wicket away looking for quick runs. And what do you get after him? You get Don Best padding the ball away um, when it's, it's down leg side or just not trying to score, just dithering. And it was it felt rudderless. It was sort of going nowhere, taking time out of the game. And you're thinking, if this comes down to a tight finish, this is 
we should have either declared or pushed. Anyway, England end up winning convincingly, bowling really, really well on day five. And the England cricket Twitter account and a couple of players jumped in on this, um, having basically having a go at all pundits to say you should have declared. Yeah, yeah, look at us. We won. We know best. Well, actually, just because your bowlers came up with a phenomenal performance on day five doesn't make the decision on day four the correct one. Um, and there was there was far too much arrogance um, that went with it. Now, don't get me wrong; this is a fantastic victory, and it may mean nothing. But I just didn't like that. It was a touch. It was just, yeah, you got it wrong. You still won. So they didn't get it wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> you only get you only get it wrong if it means that they lost. They didn't. False. You can make an incorrect decision in a game and still win that game. I think they should just be honest and say that they're sponsored by Gray's Athletic per forward defensive. Peyton <laughs> might get into minibar. But they, they, they asked Joe Root in the interview and he, he, sort of, he said something about were we all waiting for the pitch to get worse and not so many words. And he was like, really? Um, it, fine. Just, just, move, just either just dodge the question or say, yeah, we, we, we may have got that a bit wrong. Um, but our bowlers bailed us out, which is what happened. It's been like England in under multiple captains, though, where we've sat around and waited a long time for a declaration when it feels like it's it's time to shit or get off the pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, fair. Um, it just, it just, it was the, it was more the the tone and the attitude of, and like the the official Twitter, the wink emojis. Stuart Broad tweeting at Michael Vaughan. Um, who's a prick these days anyway but that's know. not the point you're having that's to go with pundits for doing the job of a pundit right yeah. your, your job in the media <laughs> is to talk about the game that's happened and criticize it where you think it needs criticizing so you know he, he wasn't wrong he wasn't wrong anyway. unusually <laughs> um right who hasn't spoken mark um <sighs> I can't believe that we live in a world where, and it seems like it's increasing every week, where anyone who has a bad performance on a sports field now has to endure the level of racist abuse that they're that they're getting at the moment. Um, it feels like you know it wasn't like this ten years ago. It doesn't even feel like it was this to this level a year ago, where now. It's it's every fan base. It's in almost every sport, regardless of what happens on the pitch. Um, Axel Tuanzebe, a, a Man United defender, came on at the end of their three-three draw with Everton, and made one poor tackle that eventually led to the move where Everton scored their equaliser. And he was getting like the kind of racist abuse that you would that you now we now come to expect. And I just I find it really difficult that this is now part of society and that cunts who do this type of thing have got a vehicle where they can speak directly to the player and do this to them. And like I, I try and explain to my like because my son saw a news article about it and he was he was talking to me about how he, he likened it himself to. You know, I've got different color eyes. He's he's got really weird gray eyes, and um, he said he likened it to, oh, what if people sent me abuse just because I had different color eyes? And I'm like, yeah, it's like that's effect. It's effectively exactly the same thing. And how would you feel? Those those sort of people. I just, I, there was like Marcus Rashford 
said something the other day. He obviously he copped he copped a load of I can't even yeah you you use the right word Mark um, and like it, the, the same the same people will be like Rashford what missed a penalty or something the same the same people will be like praising him when he scores a hat trick the following no, week. That's how fans. sick. No. That's how. That's how. Not United fans. Sorry, Mark. But it, this... it's it kind of like. People who know more about this than me may may disagree with me, but it almost kind of feels to me now that race has become just like the cool way to slag someone off. I don't. I, it, it it seems to me, and again, this might be completely wrong, but as you as you said, you know, these people who who are criticising black players will be cheering for them when they're playing for England. I would imagine, and if they score a goal, they'll be cheering. Someone, someone's done something that's pissed, pissed yeah. whoever it is off, and they're thinking, "How can I but be?" When the did it become acceptable that that was the? You know, it feels like doing monkey emojis has become has replaced calling someone, "Oh, you were shit," or "You were a prick," and it bec- like it, fe- it almost feels like that it's just now that this is the way that they think that they can gather the the biggest reaction. This is the way that they can get noticed. I like. And whether it's just me, I can't believe that there are this many people that are fundamentally racist, like, you know, Ku Klux Klan level racist people. This this seems to me that this is just people. You, you can't say they're not, they're not racist reaction. when they've done that. You can, but you, you know can, what I mean? They're, they're, they're almost it. worse. Yes. So they're doing it's... it. They're doing racist slurs to gain a reaction. And it's yeah. I can't it, it, I find it so upsetting that this is the world I'm bringing my kids up in. I think you make such a good point and it's so difficult when you're trying to rationalise this to children. Now try and rationalise it to a black child. Oh my god. Child. Yeah. And you're trying to explain. The worst thing is two things on my on on Mark's point. One is that <clears throat> what it's done is it people are emboldened. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a people yeah. have got one the internet being faceless helps. But right now, you've got white people, and this is not, a, and the thing is, I hate saying it with white people, because it's not white people, right? It's not white people, it's these, these, I don't know, I want a different word. We need more words, guys. <laughs> I want a different word, because it's not about just white people, but these, these people, who pri- people of privilege, who, they are annoyed at people questioning their privilege. Can you imagine that? Being the, in the position of the oppressor, even if you have not oppressed, if you are the beneficiary, if you have been successful, um, you have been um, more favorably treated due to the circumstance of the oppressor, you have benefited. No one is blaming you for that. But can you imagine being that person and being offended that other people want equal rights? And it's not actually, that's why I keep trying to not, like, obviously race is a huge thing. It's huge. And obviously for me as a black man, it's a massive issue for me. But it's not just race. Think how we talk about women. Think how we talk about Muslims. Like, any other person who is not middle class, white, elitist, the rest of us are fucked. So I keep trying to remind people it's actually more class thing and an equality thing than it is a race thing. But the 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 this whole the last two years we've had where we've celebrated people like Donald Trump, where we've seen the right the, the heights that he can even Nigel Farage, a career politician who's got nothing like literally if he beats any one of us on an IQ test, I'm fuming. Like this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I ain't happening. Don't don't. Uh, is, is literally an idiot, and yet he's got 
a platform to just talk shit. This yeah. this dead um, draconian view, this horrible view of the world. It's heartbreaking. And how do you explain that to a child? How do you tell him? Yes, these people are fucking idiots, and I don't. You can't hate them because it's not their fault necessarily. But you have to. How do you how do you contextualize it? It's 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 a it's 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 mad. It's mad. You t- the one thing you touched on that makes it makes me angry, and it's probably it's and it's not. I have probably no right to be angry about this, but you you mentioned that. I suppose when maybe one of the reasons I I get angry like Mark does is the thought that someone might look at me and think I share those views, um. And that that's probably a really selfish thing to say, but I feel that. And like the the idea that some they you know a, a black footballer playing for Crystal Palace, I've forgotten who it was, uh, but um, might to look at that sort of abuse and think that's what white people are doing. That that just no, that's what some absolute scum dickheads doing. Yeah, but I, I, I guess I guess I'm answering my own question, and that that's, it's probably years of years of people having that those sort of feelings, um, just based on based on the color of their skin. It's just it's just can't we as as a planet move on from that? Um, you can't yeah, look at it. Look at, it. Look at the to... damage. You are in your position now, and I am in my position now, and you can't. Cannot... No, I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean move on, as in brush it under the carpet. I mean move on and stop behaving like that. That's what I mean. And and can't it feels we... like. But we feel like, if anything, we're get we're, we're going the other we're way. Backwards. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're getting worse. And I, I, I can't. You know, there's a lot of talk about the social media companies need to do something. You know, I think it's honestly we're not. We're, we shouldn't be too far away from turning comments off on social media completely let people post and then that's it people can't come on underneath and you can't dm people and all that kind of stuff but, but it's so much it, it is, it is completely correct and there's so much more than that and people need to be you know the education around this subject needs to start from an early age i, I it, it wasn't all that long ago that the um when the, you know the black lives matter movement happened and it was becoming more of a thing after after george floyd was killed and my son just turned to me after he again he watched something on Newsround or something like that, and he said, "So there are people out there that don't think Black Lives Matter," and and, and I was like, "You can't like." I, I had no way to explain that to someone that there are people in the world that think people are less because of the color of their skin, and it. it yeah, well, I, it's I, just I wish I wish sickening. kids like your son like I wish they shape attitudes because it's. You don't, they, in a, they, they don't have the pre, the prejudice of yeah. their ancestors. They they see things for how you should see things. Yeah, but, and you have to remember the thing is they live in a normal world, right? So fortunately, you know, Mark, Adam, I'm fairly confident that when he said those things, you had a conversation, and there was some. You did your best to provide context and understanding and 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 cultivate love and awareness and connectedness whereas there are so many who will dismiss it or yeah. deny it or and all they Enc- hear or is, encourage is, it craig which is it, really exactly exactly encourage or, or you've got people you know i i talked about some not great language i used on the weekends 
And if I am, you know, I would obviously never use that type of language in front of my son. But if you do and you don't provide context and you don't accept your mistakes or talk about how that impacts others, what are you doing if you're not right? That's that's what your your child now believes. It's fundamentally core to who they are as a human being. It's, it's such a, it's such a, it's a, it is a sad state of affairs, mate. It's fucked up. Yeah. Crazy. My son, when we did, I went to Black Lives Matter, obviously, I went to protest. And um, my wife said to him, because I was like, do you want to come? And he's like, no, nah, I don't really like it. And my boy don't really like busy, busy areas anyway. So I weren't too aware. I didn't think too, too, too. Didn't really think nothing of it. And she was like, okay, cool. But it was on, it was live streamed. She was like, we'll watch it. We'll watch it online. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to watch it. But he's he's very engaged. He's very like proactive about that stuff. She's like, what are you talking about? I don't want to watch it. And he's like, leave me alone, mum. I don't want to watch it. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, I can't watch it. It makes me sad. Yeah. Broke my heart. What do you mean, yeah, son? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Broke my heart, blood. It's it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. That yeah. that's the other that's the other side effect of having those conversations with kids is that almost before the I, I can think of a few conversations I've had, but um, like before you have them, like they don't they don't see they don't understand why it's even a thing, and then you sort of ex- you, you explain it and it's. Just this, the, uh, the, that's that's the reaction. It's sadness of what well, realizing that that's how it's some human shit behaved place. or have behaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The world just needs to be a better place, man. We got to do better. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that, Mark. Good way to end. Well, <laughs> we're not. I'm, I'm sorry, we're not. Done Luckily, yet. we got rich, rich now. Rich has... <laughs> Good. Glad, glad I get to follow that. Um, <laughs> What's the longest ever Longstaffer podcast? I didn't think it would be after when we had one game to talk about. <laughs> and I spent most of it arguing about Brady. Don't say his name! Oh, Sorry. Oh, too late. <laughs> um, well, I was, I was going to... I don't know whether I should do my first. I've got two quick ones. Um, first one was talking about, have you seen... I don't spend a lot of time on Reddit because it's generally a cesspit. Um, <laughs> but there are a few places that are worth a bit of time and 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 just just to try and understand how people think and one of them is parlor watch so parlor if you guys haven't come across it is american conservative like proper full-on fascists that, that, that a, that's a trump social media oh. correct it's now social, there are people on reddit going in there being racist are... towards footballer isn't severe enough no, that's, that's <laughs> yeah but it's not just that it's also the people who seem to believe that donald trump so all of the inauguration for Biden is actually a sham and Trump's still in charge and it's behind the scenes with a anyway, I'm not going to go into any of the details. If you're interested in trying to understand how people think we're in that, when they're in that world, it's worth diving into because honestly I've sat there with my mouth, like jaw on the floor, but you got to understand the other side. If you, if you want to see is, where is people how, are on this... the other side. Is that how the world gets better by understanding that side? No, it's how you learn how to try and maybe dismantle a few people's attitudes is by understanding where the hell they've even come from in the first place. That's the way I see it anyway. Anyway, that was supposed to be a short one, but obviously, based on what we've just said, maybe it was going to always be a little bit longer. The one that I really want to talk about is, um, so you know how if you have a couple of weeks or a month off drinking, like the whole dry January thing that people have done recently, there's always the thing, it's happened less this year because obviously people haven't been going to the pub, but there's always that reaction. If you've stopped drinking, there's that reaction of like, oh, you're, you're not going to have a beer? 
you just, just gonna have a soft drink come on just have one just have there's always that kind of like slightly shocked reaction to having stopped drinking for any significant period of time is that when I, someone will call you a homophobic slur probably, <laughs> usually probably. <laughs> uh, but i had that recently when i told someone that i decided to cancel my netflix because i've got too much stuff to watch and not enough time to watch it and i was like there's no point paying for this this ex- <laughs> like another platform i got the same response from telling people that i've canceled my netflix as i'd normally get from like oh, yeah, i'm not drinking for a Let's month not be too hasty <laughs> <laughs> the price up today yeah. so that's that's why yeah, yeah. Up a quid a month uh, it's they like last four years, isn't it? They got us in. They got us in on the six ninety nine thing. Yeah, it's, it's look, look, look at the percentage of that. That's, that's outrageous. Yeah. Mark, because because I want to watch it in four K. It's fifteen quid a month now. I was like, you know what? I've I have four K. They charge more for four K. Charge you more for the four yeah. K. So you're on fifteen quid a month now, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about Craig not knowing these things. He's obviously earning too much and just making it rain in all directions. And he's watching it all on his smartphone, probably. <laughs> I swear, and, and my sky's just gone up as well. I'm going to have to get onto these a lot. Oh, no. Netflix is in my sky bill. Yeah, no, I should pay for it separately, but I'm going to have to call Sky. I don't think I can call Netflix. Netflix have done a good job of being pretty faceless. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, he's, they're not easy to pin down. No. Can't no. negotiate that. It is what it is. <laughs> I've just joined Disney Plus. That's just gonna be that's another well, that's one. The thing. So I joined Disney Plus and I realised I wasn't watching anything on Netflix because I'm just watching all the Star Wars stuff that I haven't caught yeah, up. Disney on. Plus is yeah, a that's, that's, that's that's why I killed it. I was like, you know what? I'll come back to it later in the year at some point. But there's no point. Spend Give it five on. years and we'll all be paying twenty five quid a month for Disney Plus. <laughs> this is this is the, the business plan. That's that's why that's why I'm smashing all the content now. Yeah. Then I'll go back to Netflix. We we are over an hour and a half. Do you think anyone's still listening? Yeah, this is good yeah. quality content. It's been good, yeah. I do. But let's get the hell out of here. But it's been a good good show. I think so. <laughs> if, if I don't say so myself, having not, <laughs> having, having not listened back and just participated. <laughs> it felt good. <laughs> Craig's that type of person who does the plus 30 second bit until he's talking. <laughs> I just, I just like, I just like the meta thing of Craig, just dictating that this was a good podcast based on Craig's feelings. It's the ultimate Craig facts. <laughs> that's, that's, that's big Craig facts. <laughs> you know, I could, if if you like, you know, this is what an hour and a half and a, a bit more. I could edit it so it's just cr- the Craig bits, so it'd be like an hour and twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> Still too much, Mark. Uh, yeah, yeah. that'd be six minutes thirty of Mark, and it's the end. Uh, um, and not enough Pat. There's never enough Pat. Never, right. never really isn't. Yeah, because <laughs> he's nicer. Yeah, he's polite. That's why. <laughs> right, we we will be back in the off season at some point. Um, yeah. I don't want to promise anything. I don't want to give it a date. No. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to subscribe. You should be subscribed. Then you'll know. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I think we've done one every week for, for, the, for this during the season. And there was plenty of, I say plenty, there was some off-season content last year. So I think that's a pat on the back, lads. Well done. Yeah. Well done. We, we, we're value for money. Even yeah, if good job. Netflix isn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't come back to us in five years. <laughs> should we start should we start like log snapper 
for a quid an episode in 4K. We could do that. No one's paying for that. <laughs> no, we'll start. We'll start. We'll start at 55p for the season, and then slowly work our way up. Give it 10 years. <laughs> and, and we'll have no one paying anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one's paying for this. That's certainly true. <laughs> right, we are definitely done. Um, thanks, Pat. Thanks, Rich. And yeah, thank you, McCraig and Mark as well. Um, thanks to anybody else who's appeared on this, this long season, which has yeah. been good. Um, that would whoever they are russ doug anybody else greg greg came on didn't he um, i'm done i'm done um let's go yeah <laughs> catch Cats. you sometime God, I really need to pee. <laughs> <laughs>